Hello, and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where a group of geographically diverse chums meet up, have a drink, and work together to solve a homemade escape room of the ears. I'm Mike, I'm drinking a Frontier, a Fuller's Frontier, which is a London premium lager, and I think it's actually probably one of my favourite lagers. It's nice and light and fruity, and very, very tasty. And joining me today we have... I'm Katie, and I'm drinking an elderflower gin and Sprite. It's very, very nice. I'm Jamie, and in honour of the last episode, I'm drinking a lighthouse lager mm. from the Goa Brewery. Uh, I, I bought it because of the label, and it's actually quite nice, thankfully. <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> and I'm Danny, and I am drinking a Robinson's Apple and Blackcurrant Squash because I was running horrendously late, and it was all I had to hand at the time. Oh, <laughs> oh sorry. I, I would say, do you want to go and get a drink? Uh, no. Otherwise, <laughs> day. Let's go. <laughs> so before we kick off, uh, Jamie is a regular guest slash uh, pal from an affiliated project, which is the Armchair Escapist. And Jamie, you've been working on something uh, pretty cool recently. Yeah. Um, yeah. So throughout April, um, to try and lighten the, the mood during lockdown, um, I created uh, a 10 puzzle um, experience called The Excavation, um, where I posted it up on my Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. A series of 10 puzzles with a story sort of in- interconnecting everything together um, as you descend through uh, an ancient Egyptian tomb. And uh, the way that it works is sort of you DM me the answer to each puzzle. You then get a snippet of the next part of the story so you can try and work your way into the heart of the cursed tomb. So check it out. Neat. So what is the Infinite Escape Room? Well, it's an escape room, but stretching across all known themes, retail parks, and dimensions. Every room in the Infinite Escape Room links into the next in one big, never-ending escape experience adventure. One of us will present a part of the Infinite Escape Room while the others try and solve it. If we don't escape within 30 minutes, then we lose, and terrible, rubbish, bum-tickly stuff happens to us. And if we break anything, we will lose our deposit, which this week is something that Danny values, it's... Oh my goodness, what don't I value? Our friendship. Oh God. (laughs) Okay, so if we break anything, Danny and I won't be friends anymore. Oh God. Stakes have never been higher. I'm I'm really glad you value it enough to put it on the line. It's going to be hella awkward at your wedding, Danny. (laughs) Best man speech. I don't like him, we're not friends. Good speech, but boy am I full of disdain for you. (laughs) It was all going so great until this scumbag broke something in a virtual escape room. (laughs) I throw my butt stapler at him. (laughs) We'll have to give the context on that later, Danny, actually. (laughs) Let's never tell him. No, it's a secret. Oh. Don't tell him. <laughs> for top tier Patreon members only. Oh yeah, they will be getting this. I keep on forgetting. <laughs> oh, oh no. I... <laughs> Forgive us. <laughs> They'll know all about your food, eh? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no one should ever know about that. So for those uh, who haven't seen, uh, our, we've got a Patreon live now. Uh, and there's a couple of different tier rewards. And one of those uh, tiers gets uh, totally unedited recordings, which this week will feature a good five minutes where Danny decided to pop the loo uh, just after we started recording. And then we speculated on what was coming out of his bum. <laughs> Nothing they didn't put in himself. And I know you're thinking, boy, I can't wait to sign up now. <laughs> so last time on the Infant Escape Room, uh, the gang found themselves locked inside a spooky, brokesome lighthouse with naught but their wits and a ghost to keep them company. They escaped via Helimachopter out across the sea. This week, it's Jamie's puzzle. Guys, are we ready? Yeah! Let's do this. Yes. Then let's return to the Infinite Escape Room. Take it away, Jamie. 
So the tang of sea air as you fly past the coast gives way to the heady scent of greenery as you soar across fields and hills. After what seems like a hell of a long time and your fingers are starting to lose their feeling, you feel the helicopter start to slow down. You see no signs of civilization for miles around, so you deduce that you must be in the dark wilds of Scotland. The helicopter <laughs> begins its descent, and as you go down, you see a series of large marquee tents pitched up next to several perfectly cut rectangular holes in the ground. The helicopter hovers a few feet above the ground as you jump off the rope ladder and onto the soft mud. The blades of the chopper whip up the dust and mud all around you, and you see that one of the largest tents is currently open. Would you like to go in? Yes, please. Boy, would I. Good. If you'd said no, that would have been hella awkward. <laughs> so you run to the safety of the tent, and as you enter through the marquee doors, they seal shut behind you. You hear the sound of the helicopter taking off. You look around, and you see that you're surrounded by tables containing bits of broken pottery, tarnished coins, and the odd human skull. The walls are plastered with hastily written notes, there are cold mugs of tea everywhere, and the whole tent has a heavy smell of wet socks. You look down, and you see that you're kitted out in oversized sweaters and ill-fitting wellies. You must be the team of archaeologists sent to the arse end of nowhere to find a hoard of Roman treasure. Yay! Hooray! Uh, your attention is drawn to a breaking news story that's playing on a small TV screen mounted on the wall of the tent. How it's mounted on the wall of the tent, I don't know, but use your Amazing. imagination. <laughs> uh, sounds like the local council's been gunning for some time to level the entire area and turn it into a bypass, because as we all know, you've got to build bypasses. The demolition crew is on its way, so you have to prove this place has historical worth before it becomes the next tarmac metropolis. By your reckoning, and thanks to the little clock on the corner of the screen, you have about 30 minutes until they arrive. And once I get my clock up to know what the time is, I will tell you when your time starts. Sorry, what are you getting up? My <laughs> clock. <laughs> this is you. one for the... Hello, Patreon subscribers. Yours tells the time. <laughs> your time starts now. So looking around you, on the far wall opposite the entrance is a metal door. To your left, you see some display skeletons, and there's also a small excavation trench. And to your right, you see a restoration table and a kids' activity centre. Where would you like to go first? Uh, I personally would love to go to the kids' activities. Uh, did you say that? I didn't dream that, did I? The kids' activity centre, yeah? Yes, that, please. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so you approach the table, and you see an offensive cascade of colour. You quickly realise that it's one of those fun activity tables. I'm doing air quotes, I don't know why. Uh, for when kids visit the dig site so they can give their teacher half an hour's piece to pop her on the back and have a cheeky smoke. Uh, so strewn across the table, you see um, some colouring in pages um, showing some Romans beating seven bells out of the local Pictish tribes. You see a dot-to-dot puzzle of the Colosseum. And then you've got a fun with Roman numerals chart that shows what our numbers would look like as Roman numerals. Um, also on the activity table is a little Indiana Jones lunchbox and it's locked with a four-digit combination lock. What an exciting episode of Time Team. <laughs> yeah, they're done. <laughs> Indie lunchbox with a four-digit padlock. Um, you said there was a dot-to-dot. Yes. Um, are there any crayons? Um, there are. There's some crayons, some pencils, the usual ephemera of uh, when the kids blitz through like a tornado into these activity centres. Uh, what does the dot-to-dot look like? Um, once you complete it, it just shows the Roman Colosseum. Um, so the Roman numerals, mm-hmm. are they just all of the numbers or are there any specific numbers up there um so yeah it's just a, a fun bit of clip art that i stole off google i'm just showing you <laughs> the numbers um what each of the different letters mean so i equals one v equals five x equals ten that kind of thing um going up to m equals a thousand um and a couple of different numbers in between to show you how the romans made their numbers 
Hmm, what a useful chart. Mm. It is handy. There was one other thing on the, the table, wasn't there? That we had the dot to dot, the Roman numerals, the indie lunchbox and something else? Uh, some colouring in pages. Yeah, showing the Romans beating the hell out of the local tribes. Mm. Good old mm. good old fashioned civilization. Mm, excellent. Lovely. Is there anything else on the table? Um, on that table, that is all you can see. Fabulous. So I'm just thinking, should we have a look around the rest of the room and see if we can find anything that might lead us towards this luncheon box? Yeah. Sounds like a good idea. Um, I am intrigued by the skeletons. Certainly. So you <clears throat> move across the other side of the tent of the skeletons. Um, so these are four skeletons that have been uh, pieced together from various remains found at the dig site. They're all roughly the same size, but it looks like they've all met an untimely end. Um, on the floor in front of the skeletons is a little laminated sign that says, Rule one, stop playing that bloody disco music. <laughs> Rule two, stop giving the skeletons ridiculous poses. <laughs> How are they posed? At the moment, they are just, as you'd expect a skeleton to be, arms by the sides, stood up straight. Um, you find that they are posable. You can move them around into different poses. Uh, but at the moment, they just sort of stood as normal. What's the naughtiest pose we can put a skeleton in? Well, we've got four. So I'm thinking skeleton centipede. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that. <laughs> the human of all the things to be expecting, <laughs> skeleton centipede definitely going to come up. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Can we have a gander at this trench? You certainly can. So you walk up to the trench and you find that it's not that big. Um, it's what they refer to in the biz as a, as a test trench. Um, there's about three feet of stagnant water um, in it at the moment. And on the one end of the trench is um, a small computer terminal hooked up to a mechanical claw. Interesting. And what's on the terminal? I assume it's on and presenting something uh yeah so it's, it's one of those clunky computers from the 90s the the big ass square boxes that you've got to bash a couple of times to get it to work so when you when it finally uh, blinks to life there's a little yellow screen that flickers and you see the message welcome to the mick aston auto excavator then you hear a red beeping noise and there's a message that reads cannot operate while the midden is submerged remove blockage to drain trench not the midden the midden um should i mean I guess I could hop into the trench and have a fish around with my hands. You are wearing wellies as well, so... Oh, yeah. I am wearing wellies, good point. Splash on in. You certainly can. Um, so you, just you? Or you, do you all want to... I want to jump in. Yeah. yeah. If I'm wearing wellies, from the side. it's a few feet deep, you might drown. Oh, stop <laughs> Get on somebody's you. shoulders, it's fine. I'm average height. <laughs> God damn it. For <laughs> <Or> a munchkin. <laughs> uh, so you all jump into the trench with a wonderful little plop. Uh, the water comes up to about... <laughs> <laughs> the second one of this evening. <laughs> oh, oh come on, guys. <laughs> but not the last. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the water comes up to about chest height. Uh, it's freezing cold and it absolutely stinks. Um, as you wade around into the centre of the trench and have a bit of a rummage around, you feel um, there's a wooden pole stuck into the earth. Oh. C- can we yank the wooden pole? By all means, yeah. So you, uh, you yank the pole and after a bit of effort, it finally releases itself from the muck. And with a very horrible slurping sound, um, like a bit like this, uh, the water... That's lovely. <laughs> Who needs a Foley artist? Uh, <laughs> after that horrible slurping sound, the water disappears from the trench. Uh, you are now holding a wooden pole, uh, about two feet long, and it's got a long dowel on the end. So it's almost like the kind you see in IKEA furniture. Um, other flatback furniture providers are available, but <laughs> let's face it, nobody cares if it doesn't come with pencils and meatballs. Yeah, so you've got lesser known. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so you've got this wooden pole uh, with a, a long wooden dowel on the end, and the Wonderful. trench is now empty. Oh, so if we go back to the to the old uh, comp, what does it say now? 
So when you go into the, uh, to the computer, the red beeping noise has stopped and there's now a new message that displays please enter your X, Y and Z coordinates to activate the auto excavator. Hmm. Can we try 696969? Oh, hello. Uh, so you put 696969. Um, a little message flashes up saying, nice, but nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a pole and we have posable skeletons. Uh, we had a thing earlier that said about the rules about no disco and no poses. I wonder if we have to put some of these skeletons into kind of like a pole dancing pose? Or a night fever pose, because that's like disco dancing, isn't it? Mm. Ah. Is there a pole? There are poles that are propping the skeletons up at the spine, but I wouldn't say that they are um, really able to dance on account of them being dead. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So there's no music. We haven't found a music playing device yet. We haven't looked at the restoration table yet. Is that what it was called? I've just put uh, rest tab. Yeah, reconstruction, restoration. Oh, okay. It's all good. Uh, yeah, do you want to visit that? Yeah. Cool. Uh, so you walk up to the, the reconstruction table. Uh, you see a bunch of Roman era weapons in various states of disrepair. So there's a tarnished sword blade that's lost its grip. Uh, there's a spearhead with a hole drilled into the base. There's an axe head with a rotten handle and an arrow that's been snapped in two. And there's also a portable CD player on the table. Oh, what! How fortuitous! <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? <laughs> right, so sword, spear, CD player, well, uh, broken arrow, and what was the other? Thing? Uh, there's an axe head as well. Ah, uh, axe head. Thank you very much. That must have been a hell of a dig to find all of that and a CD player in the same space. <laughs> My God, <laughs> these archaeologists are busy. <laughs> in only three days as well. The Romans so advanced. <laughs> See, that's what the Romans did for us. They gave us CD players. Can we just confirm that there is something in the CD player as well, please? Uh, yeah, so you look at the CD player. Um, it's an old bat of piece of kit. It's almost like a boombox. Uh, but you open the CD tray and there's a copy of 70s anthem YMCA by the village people. Oh, what a what a banging tune. I fucking love that tune so much. The <laughs> intro to that is actually legendary. <laughs> oh, shit. We have four skeletons. Four poseable skeletons. Oh, Yeah, put them in the YMCA. The, yeah. Okay, can we take Skeleton Uno and yep. pose him with his arms outstretched and at like a 45 degree angle upwards? Yep. So the first skeleton's now doing the shape of the letter Y. Uh, skeleton number two, can we put... I don't know how you'd explain other than put your arms in an M. That'll do. I want to do the old classic <laughs> Mo Farah sign. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Skeleton number two is now making the shape of the letter M. Excellent. Can we take the third one and... Uh, curve their arms to the uh, right. One is above and one is below them, making a C shape. Uh, yeah, so the third skeleton now is making the shape of the letter C. Awesome. Mike, do the last one. And can the last one be looking like he's about to dive off a diving board, um, but like a big one, like a professional diving thing, with his arms straight over his head together? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly. Um, so the last skeleton is now making the shape of the letter A. So you've desecrated these four deceased individuals' remains in the grooviest way possible. So their arms are now making the shape YMCA. Um, and once you put the last skeleton into position, the mouth pops open. <gasps> oh. What's inside the mouth? Inside? Yes, um, please. So when you go to, to take a look at what's inside the mouth, um, a spool of long, thin paper unravels from the mouth of the skeleton. Um, it's about eight foot long altogether. And then stamped on the paper is a series of letters. Um, so on the paper is written... T Z H E E R C O O N D I E N Y E O F U I N V E E E F D O I U S R. Mike, you speak Welsh, right? 
Um, I think this is a kebab order. <laughs> Wait, no, there's vowels in this. It's a trap. <laughs> um, interestingly, whenever you let the paper go, it naturally curls up back into a spiral. I suppose that's how it got into the skeleton's mouth in the first place. Oh, interestingly, then, if it's in a spiral, if we looked at it there, do, do does it spiral to to match up different letters? Um, how would you want to How would you want to do it? Well, as if you if we drop it on the restoration table and it curls up, does it curl up with all the writing on the inside or the outside? Um, it it curls up with all the writing on the inside. Uh, I wasn't sure if it was a thing where when you dropped it, different letters came together to make a word. Oh, but maybe it's like a cryptex. So if we maybe wrapped it around our um, our pole, because like a cryptex um, has like series of letters is um, which rotate around a. Um, I'm, I'm actually I'm miming something with my with my arms, and even with my arms, it looks like I'm mining jerking off a horse. Oh, excellent! Like, that, that'll really help us in this scenario. Basically, you have Quick, a get him a horse. rotating around a shaft. Jamie, we'd like uh, to go outside the tent and look for the nearest horse. Who's <laughs> <laughs> oh, kicking me, Danny? Who's kicking me? Why is he kicking me? As he should. <laughs> it means he likes it. <laughs> Uh, with enough practice, son, you'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Anywho, um, yeah. So, Mike, what, what, did, you, what did you want to do? Uh, I guess can we take the bit of paper mm-hmm. and can we? Oh, okay. So this is a slightly risky biscuit, but are we able to tear it at each of the letter groupings? You um, into individual bits. You tried to tear it, and it's surprisingly sturdy. Um, it's almost like linen with the, how tense it is but it sort of feels like paper so you can't actually rip it okay oh, but can, <laughs> I thought you were going to say we... you sense your friendship with Danny loosening <laughs> <laughs> pull harder <laughs> no Michael why every time you try to tear it Danny's heart just stops for a beat <laughs> <laughs> oh excellent <laughs> Michael I need the day off work tomorrow I need to phone a sickie sure thing Danny tugs on letter <laughs> <laughs> How are we doing on time, Jamie? Um, you are currently, you have 16 minutes, minutes remaining. So the, uh, the diggers are still a little bit, uh, little bit from your location, but they are closing in slowly. Did you want to try okay, the so- thing where we wrap it around the... Is that a thing that we could try? Yeah. Um, so you carefully start to wrap the long strip of paper around the, the, the pole. Um, and it starts to tightly wind, but then it's not... The pole isn't long enough because the, the paper just sort of trails off and falls to the floor. No, oh, alas. Hmm. Is there perhaps another thing? <laughs> perhaps. Um, hmm. I don't know why I've just latched on to wrapping a thing around another thing, by the way, as the potential solution to this. I was just going to say, is it not the letters itself? Is it the numbers are going to be our like, X, Y coordinates? So the first one has three, the second one has four, second one has three, fourth one is four, second hmm. one, um, fifth one is two, four, 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 four. Four, four, yeah. So, what if we slammed that into the the old computer for its x y coordinates? Give it a go. Yeah. So you, you slam those numbers into the uh, the terminal, and you get a little red beeping noise with coordinates incorrect. There is nothing at this location. Oh. Ah, um, you did see when um when you were using that the pole and you were inspecting it, you did see that um the letters T Z H were faintly engraved around the diameter of the end of that pole. Um, ah. And when you started to wrap that paper around it you did slowly seem to start to see the beginning of a message but then the paper fell to the ground so the pole itself isn't long enough to read the full message 
We need more pole. Hmm. Hmm. But where could we get more pole? Do, aren't there pole? Poland. <laughs> are there poles holding up the skeletons? Did you say? Um, they're sort of just metal rods that are connected to a metal base in the floor. Mm. Oh, how much of the pole are we missing for the paper? Is it a lot or is it like a, a marginal amount? Um, it's about half. It's about two feet worth. So I'm just thinking, because on the restoration table, you said mm-hmm. there was a broken spear and a, a, an arrow snapped oh. in half. Mm-hmm. So could we combine these things to make mega pole? Um, mm. You can certainly and- try. <laughs> okay. I would like to take said pole, take said items, and combine them into a unanimous mighty pole. MacGyver. That's it. So you try to insert the, the sword blade into the pole. Doesn't doesn't fit. Um, you try to insert the axe head into the pole, um, but it just sort of slides off. The broken arrow sort of disappears into the, the, the base of the pole. Um, you never see that again. Um, but when you put... Oh, the, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> but when you put the spearhead in there, um, the wooden dowel and the, the threaded hole in the base of the spearhead fit in snugly. Uh, you now have a wooden spear about four feet long. Yay! I knew the Swedes were in ancient Britain. I knew it. <laughs> the Vikings were here first, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's... Oh, by the way, Jamie, I am right in saying that you you are a big archaeology guy, aren't you? Uh, yeah, I did well, I did a degree in Egyptology. Well, that's cool. I've been on a total of two digs in my life, so I don't know if that counts as legitimate, but disgraced is the term that I tend to use. <laughs> <laughs> disgraced. <laughs> I can't talk about the first thing I dug up. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a mucky business I won't bore you with it but it does involve uh, a month in Egypt a jacuzzi a box of grenades 300 bottles of Stella and seven days in the no-fly list but that's like a five drink kind of story uh, sounds glorious oh man we are getting this at the end of the uh, the episode <laughs> and if you subscribe to our Patreon now then you can too get the full sorted history of why I'm not allowed back there <laughs> we'll send you a box of grenades a box of grenades for every Patreon subscriber <laughs> Um, oh yeah, we've got to solve a puzzle, haven't we? Oh, yeah. Cool. So now we've got our, our me- got Danny's mega pole. Yeah. Um, um, who I'm going to call Marius. Um, can we? Um, <laughs> Should we wrap the? Can we, can we wrap our rest? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you carefully wrap that long strip of paper around the spear, tightly winding around a total of sixteen times, and it fits perfectly. And when you finish, you realise that certain letters line up to reveal the phrase. The code is zero nine five four. Oh, let's <laughs> slam that in that old Indiana Jones. Yeah. Lunchbox. Certainly. Uh, oh, fun fact about the, the pole uh, paper. Uh, wrapping the coded message around a stick is called a tail cipher, and it's one of the oldest forms of cryptography. Uh, the ancient Greeks invented it. Oh, cool. oh sweet. Damn, I always thought those were called cryptexes. Now, uh, the, the cryptex is the, um, the Da Vinci Code letter uh, combination thing that sort of slides up once you solve it. Um, you got schooled, son. Fact. <laughs> He's made you look like a right dick. <laughs> you came here for lols you leave with learning <laughs> so we've yeah, put let's in, pop uh, open that lunchbox guys 0954 that's it certainly so you enter the, the code in the lunchbox and the lock pops open um, so you open the lunchbox uh, to reveal a mouldy half-eaten sandwich mm, uh, a thermos of cold tea uh, a greasy piece of paper and a very dog-eared copy of Tony Robinson's autobiography <laughs> <laughs> can we uh, see what's on the greasy paper apart from uh, greasiness. Sure. Um, yes, yeah, so you flick off a crusty piece of ham off the paper um, and you reveal <laughs> a rather strongly worded letter to the dig team from the site manager. Um, I'll say it out loud, but I'll also send you a little something in the chat. So the note oh. reads, If any of you little gremlins poses as skeletons like that again, I'll dunk you head first in the bog trench so far we'll have to use the auto excavator to get you out again. This is the third time this month I am livid. 
Hugs and kisses, Professor I.T. Errol. Okay, so that could be the number where livid is. It's yeah, written that's like all the in numbers. caps, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that would be do, 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 51. Wait, no, that's stupid. Yeah, so yeah. the L and I are together, so that would make 51. And then the V and the I are next to each other, six. which would make 6. And the D is on its own. 500. Uh, and the mighty D is 500. The mighty D. <laughs> mighty D. <laughs> D. So, so what was it? Five? 51, uh, 6. 51. And 500. 500. Oh, no. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. Quite right. 51. So five, do we... One is 6. 51, 6 and 500. Did the computer need us to put some something in? It yeah, it was... did. It needed X, Y, and Z coordinates, so oh, we could yeah. try putting in fifty-one, 51 six, and five hundred. And five hundred, yeah. Sure. So, what would you put as your X coordinate? Uh, I assume they're in order. So, fifty-one for X, yep. six for Y, and five hundred for Z. Okay. So you put those coordinates in uh, with a sputtering and a rumbling of mechanical claw. It whirs to life. Like the wonky grabby machines you get at the arcade, the metal claw moves across the trench. It moves 51 centimetres to the right, 6 centimetres up, and then plunges 5 metres down into the trench. You hear a muffled clang as the excavator finds purchase on something. The machine struggles to lift the claw back, but it eventually pulls itself out of the muck with that lovely sound, and then deposits a large cracked clay amphora on the ground. Hmm. What's an amphora? It's um uh, a large clay jar that the Romans used to store, like, olive oil and... Wine and all sorts of shit. All of the good stuff. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Bodies, gold, the works. Mm. Delicious. <laughs> it's loving the sound of Jacob going nuts. Oh, yeah, can you oh, hear bless. him in the background? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's fine, I can edit it out. I don't, don't worry about it, it's just adorable. I yeah, love he's it. having his nappy change, uh, he's not happy about it. <laughs> 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 he doesn't like it when we take his poos away. <laughs> I'm very upset about the whole ordeal. I was saving that. that. <laughs> yeah. My poo. Why I do you need this? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing with them? <laughs> Why do you harvest them so? They do smell confusingly buttery. Like, <laughs> it is very strange. Like, they smell a bit like delicious mashed potato. So. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Just in case so this does buttery. stay in. <laughs> Listeners, um, this is a, a six-week-old, well, seven-week-old? Uh, yeah, he's coming up to seven weeks. Yes, Jacob is a seven-week-old um, man-child. <laughs> a man-cub. <laughs> Why are they so buttery? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not harvesting or <laughs> taking away like an elderly man's poos. <laughs> we should have just not told them who Jacob was. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, oh, I'm he's, so proud of my nephew. He's happy now I think. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of uh, mysterious uh, congealments, can we look in the clay? <laughs> yeah. That was a fantastic segue. <laughs> <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> uh, yeah. <clears throat> so you uh, you peer into the amphora. It's it's fairly big and unwieldy. Um, but when you look inside, you see the glint of gold inside, and you have found <gasps> a Roman coin hoard. Oh. Um, you're able to sort of scoop it out and and hold it and thing and things like that. Um, so you can easily get it out of the amphora. The amphora's yeah, the diamond dozen, they with crap. You can kick it back in the trench, it's fine. <laughs> so long, history. <laughs> um, oh, hang on, we never looked at the metal door, ever. You didn't, know. We should we should go take a look at that metal door before we do anything else. <laughs> um, cool, do you want to leave the coins where they are, or do you want to take them with you? Uh, I'd like what? to let Katie and Mike look at the door while I slyly pocket oh, as many gold coins. Sorry, Jacob's Mike cry. <laughs> I have to hold him for a second whilst Chris washes his hands. 
I can't believe it's not that. <laughs> oh, he's very upset still. Sorry, baby. Oh, my poo. The man can't even keep his own poo. Right, back back to the gold. Uh, sorry. Oh, metal door, yes. Yes. Metal door. yes. Um, so the, the metal door is currently locked, um, and there's a rather ornate keyhole under the door handle. Uh, but set into the door, there's a large metal square with a pull handle, you know, the kind you might see at a bank when you make night deposits. It's about two foot cubed, so it's not big enough to fit a person. Uh, above the door, there's a little red light, and there's a little sign on the slot that says, artifacts must be deposited here for storage. Ah, so if we shove uh, a couple of the gold coins in there, d- does anything happen? So you put a few coins in, you close the the door, you open the slot again, um, you hear a little bit of a whirring. The light still is red, but there are no gold coins. Ah, so I will em- I will put all of the gold coins, including the ones that I put in my pockets, into, <laughs> into the specified receptacle and try again. Cool. <clears throat> so you put all the, the coins in your pockets into the, the slot. You shut the, the delivery slot. There's a slight whirring. You open it again. The coins are empty. The light is still red. Damn it! We do have more artifacts. Did you put any no, coins not- in your mouth, Danny? <laughs> uh, Mo? <laughs> <laughs> We've got the sword and Put the axe them. and stuff, haven't we? Put the mouth coins yeah, into the slot, in. Danny. <laughs> okay. okay. Unless Danny put those in his mouth. <laughs> Any more coins anywhere else, Danny? Ah, uh, fine. He's <laughs> put them where he keeps his pen. <laughs> put the pens in the dome on there. Oh, okay, I'll keep my pens then. Um, yeah, so you put, put the rest of the coins into the slot, shut the door, there's a brief pause and the little light turns green. You hear the sound of something yeah. clattering into the delivery slot. <gasps> Let's look in the delivery slot. You open the slot to reveal an ornate bronze key shaped like a Roman sword. You have found the archaeology. Oh, Yay! that is so good. That is a good uh, part. What a punch. So you insert the archaeology into the keyhole of the metal door and it opens with a satisfying click. There's a whoosh of decompressed air as you step over the threshold of the tent. You're not back in the outside world like you expected but instead you're in a small room with mossy stone walls and a large well in front of you an ancient bathhouse maybe uh, the water looks crisp and clear and you can see from the faint outline uh, in the water that there's a tunnel at the bottom of the well well you figure you're wet anyway in the trench um, and you could do with a bit of a wash so you dive in and head towards the tunnel the light above you goes dim as you swim through the hole in the ground how long does the tunnel go and where will you end up find out next time congratulations you have solved my puzzle with two and a half minutes to spare Oh, thank goodness, your friendship. (laughs) Hooray. That was squeaky bum time on the friendship there. Oh, wasn't it? As as time went on, I thought, but do I like Mike really? (laughs) Who hasn't thought that? Oh, that was an excellent room, Jamie. That was really good. I like learning. Learning is fun. Yeah, I forgot. I had had two other facts and I forgot to to talk about them. Yeah, hit us with those facts now. So the trench that you were um, so gleefully wading in is called um, a midden, and the midden is an ancient rubbish heap. Um, it's usually full of broken pots, tools, food waste, and there's usually a lot of excrement in there as well. And archaeologists bloody love getting stuck into middens. It's like one of their favourite things to do. Um, so I'm glad the- I didn't get in the midden. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the other one, um, uh, the spear that you, ha- you had, um, Roman spears weren't really used in combat. In fact, they were thrown like javelins and were designed to penetrate armour. Hmm. So there oh. you go. There's your, there's your little bit of schooling for the night too. I enjoyed awesome. that. 
Very nice. <laughs> it sounds like Jacob did not, but I... Yeah, no, he's hate, he hates facts. He really hates on. any facts about Romans. <laughs> once, once he hears the edit, he'll love it. Oh, yeah, you were going to tell us a story about how you had a box of grenades in Egypt. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's not as exciting as the, uh, as the preamble. I've, worked, I've spent, oh, ten, I've spent ten years working on that. Um, yeah, so <clears throat> we went out to... Um, a bunch of us went out to Luxor on a dig about ten years back, and... It was, a, it was a few of us that spent most of our time when we weren't working at the dig, um, just in the, the jacuzzi in the hotel, drinking a lot of beer. Um, I put, according to the, the landlady, we drank 300 bottles of beer between us in a month. So, you know, it was decent, <laughs> decent innings. Um, it was a really hot country. But then while we were getting drunk in, in the jacuzzi, we thought, you know, archaeology is not sexy enough. It needs to be sexier. What is sexy these days? Explosives. So we, we rebranded ourselves as a, as a spoof archaeology act called the super extreme archaeology team and we would yeah i'd, I'd photoshop pictures of us um blowing holes in temples and stuff to get to the gold and things um and the university that i was in didn't appreciate that <laughs> and uh yeah so i think i burned a lot of bridges when i tried to to, to try to apply for a phd <laughs> amazing so worth it <laughs> so i turn i turn my back on academia because they don't have a sense of humor and here i am so i, I regret nothing <laughs> oh, that was a good story. No, I'll drink to that. that. Yeah, my LinkedIn profile should say disgraced Egyptologist, but just in case they find me. <sighs> I'll, I'll wrap us up then. So join us next time to find out how we escape quite possibly drowning in this underwater uh, tunnel of, of terror. Um, I'll come up with some sort of best transition, I'm sure, in the edit there. Have you got some drink left? I'm all empty. Oh, I was going to say you could gargle into the transition. <laughs> <laughs> Because okay. you're in the water, right? So that's, that's great. I have a sink two metres away. Okay, I've got some diluted water beer. Let's do this. Okay. So tune in next week to find out how we, how we go through. Oh, I've just spat water on the mic. That was really hard. It's really hard to talk while gargling. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll try again, Don't, just in case okay. the first one was a fluke. This is how okay. Michael dies. Yeah. <laughs> oh god oh my microphone has so much water on it. Um, <clears throat> tune in next week to find out how we get through that water thing <laughs> gargling ourselves to <clears throat> so <laughs> I'm so sorry it's just a bad idea yeah this is a terrible idea <laughs> <laughs> So, thanks very much for listening. You can subscribe to us on all of your favourite apps, feeds, iTunes, and at our website, www.theinfiniteescaperoom.com. You can also follow us and get in touch via Facebook and Twitter at tier underscore podcast. If you've enjoyed the episode, and we really rather hope you did, we'd be obliged if you could please leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook, as it's a big old help in reaching new audiences. Uh, our Patreon's live as well, and a big old shout-out to Lilycorn Pencil, one of our first uh, Patreon subscribers, Love you lots. Thank you very much for, for Patreoning us. We love you all lots, and we'll see you next time on the Infinite Escape Room. Bye-bye now. Bye. Bye.